Hello, hello. My name is Jess, and this is patient POV. As the housework, we should say, or the, um, there's a word for that, <laughs> um, but uh, housekeeping items. There we go. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Jess underscore and underscore Elda, E-L-D-A. And um, please feel free to subscribe. And you can also find Patient POV on uh, TikTok now and um, YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast from. And I think that's the housekeeping for today. But jumping in, we are hearing from Allie today. And I am roughly the same age as her, I think. And we both have POTS. And it was one of those episodes where I felt like I could really relate with what she was talking about. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear from her. And so that will be that. And I am very excited. Uh, for me, I have been doing schoolwork this week. So balancing school, balancing work, and then getting the podcast set up and recorded. And I had quite a few episodes this week to record. So it's been a good week. It's been a busy week. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for you guys to listen. And I don't know if there's anything else for today, but uh, yeah, feel free to subscribe and let me know if you have any thoughts on it. I think there's going to be a question at the somewhere in it. Uh, there's going to be a poll or a question. Um, so always keep an eye out for that. And then anything that we talk about, there's some notes in the show notes and um, you're able to refer back to that for any of the resources or recommendations uh, she provides. So yeah, I hope everyone has a great week. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, so do you want to just start by introducing yourself a little bit and kind of giving a background on your health journey? Yeah, of course. So my name is Allie and I am 23, living in the U.S. And I was pretty much perfectly healthy until I got COVID in November of 2021. Um, and I had a mild case of COVID and was expecting to just continue life as normal after that. But I have pretty much had lingering symptoms ever since then. Um, so I have long COVID and kind of along with long COVID has come POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome and also ME slash CFS. Uh, kind of has two names, myalgic encephalomyelitis, I think. That was also pretty good. Known as, also known as chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, so yeah, both of those are kind of chronic conditions that have come up just after my COVID infection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's a struggle in particular for the fact that you were completely healthy before that, eh? So what has some of those challenges or adjustments that you've had to cope with wow a lot of adjustments <laughs> <laughs> a lot of adjustments um yeah I think I've learned a lot about myself a lot about chronic illness community a lot about not judging other people because you don't know what other people are going through 
Um, yeah, just a lot of learning over the past two years. Um, and a lot of life adjustments in terms of lifestyle changes and accommodations and using mobility aids and changing which activities I can do. Um, yeah, just a whole lot of change. Yeah, no, for sure. Is there any changes in particular that you can be like super specific about, about like, this was a huge change that I had to make if you're comfortable? Yeah. Um, I think physically the biggest change is I would say fatigue is my main symptom and really makes a lot of things difficult. So I started using a wheelchair to go like long distances or go out with my friends. If we're doing something for the day, I'll have them push me in my chair. And that is, was definitely a big change um, going from running, playing sports, walking around all the time to having to have my friends push me in a wheelchair to do even like some of the same social activities that I would have done pre-COVID. Um, yeah. And I think that obviously is a physical change, but comes with a big mental change in terms of how you see yourself. And yeah, you're watching your abilities change like that is super, super difficult. Um, yeah, for sure. But I think, yeah, kind of along with that, the biggest mental change is... Well, there's a lot, but I would say one of the biggest ones is probably the way that I determine like my worth and like define myself and what my identity is and who I am and what I'm proud of and all of those things. I think before were kind of not materialistic, but just very like, this is my degree and this is my job and these are the things I can do. Um, and now it's a lot more of like, oh, I'm proud of myself for, I don't know, being a good friend, being a good family member, like doing things that I enjoy, um, productive resting, which I would have never considered something to be proud of in the past. But now I think just like being able to give myself grace um, and learn how to give more grace to others through that, I think has been a very big mental change. Yeah, no, for sure. I was just talking the other day about giving myself more grace as well and and that that mind shift change for sure. Um you're mentioning friends, which is awesome. Um that they're uh able and willing to be on this journey with you, even making those changes and not making it a big deal. How has this support system changed and how has it affected you? Yeah, I feel like I've been really lucky in that my friends that live close to me now have been incredible and amazing and have been <laughs> on this journey with me, really, as I've lived here. I've watched my, my abilities and my health change, and they've been right alongside me through that. Um, so kind of as I was able to do less of the, like, typical activities that we would have done together before they've been like oh I'll come over and like pick you up and I'll push you in your chair and when we'll head to like a museum or walk around downtown um just like basically doing things that are wheelchair accessible um yeah they've been really amazing and I feel like one of the things I've had to kind of work through with that is like not 
apologizing or like not feeling like a burden for being like I'm so sorry but like do you think you could push me today I'm feeling really tired um in the beginning I like always just felt bad I was like oh sorry we have to like go the long way because of like the wheelchair accessible door and they've been so good about like being like don't say sorry like we're gonna do whatever you need to do um and that's been really amazing yeah no for sure that sounds like you have some really awesome friends who are supportive which is always amazing um so I know you were saying that you do work um what would a day in the life in in your life look like then um depends on how good of a day I'm having I would say um my symptoms definitely can fluctuate day to day and especially like if I did too much the day before that the next day will be a bad day for sure um but a typical day I would say I'd be working from home so I would wake up um People with POTS know, you know, you got your water and your electrolytes right when you get out of bed in the morning to get your day started. Um, And then I have been having trouble with like appetite and especially with breakfast. So my go-to has been protein drinks in the morning with my like water and electrolytes and would definitely recommend if you're having trouble eating breakfast because protein drinks have been my lifesaver. Um, That's the start to my day. And then just working from home, open up my window so I get some natural lighting. And yeah, I feel like my day is not normally too exciting. After work, close my laptop. Um, If I'm feeling really good, make a nice dinner. If I'm having a normal day, I'm probably not feeling super energetic by the end of the day. So we'll make like a microwave dinner, frozen meal, something like that, something quick and easy. Uh, Yeah. Not yeah, too- for sure. No, that sounds like sounds like a pretty good day. <laughs> um, so something I did forget to mention at the beginning, um, or ask you at the beginning is I always try to ask um the guests that come on if there's any TV shows or movies or books that you're reading right now. Nothing to do with it does not have to involve chronic illnesses or pots or anything like that. Um, but what are you into right now? I am feeling very excited for getting into the fall mood. So I'm rewatching the Harry Potter movies. Um, oh. Yeah, I just watched them this year for the first time earlier this year. And I was really missing out my entire childhood. So now I'm like, okay, this feels like a fall thing to do. We're going to rewatch them. Yeah, for sure. I also haven't seen Harry Potter yet. So I'm going to, that's my goal for this year. (laughs) When you said fall though, I thought you were going to say Gilmore Girls because that's what most people are saying right now. (laughs) I actually haven't seen Gilmore Girls, so I'll have to watch it. It's a pretty good fall vibes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, that sounds good. And then you were also mentioning previously um, the mental health side of everything and like this huge change that you've gone through so would you be willing to dive into that a little bit more of like how that's affected you even if it's just kind of relaying back um what we mentioned before but is there anything else you want to add on that yeah I feel like mentally dealing with all this change and so like just yeah so much health stuff that I didn't ever have to go through before has been really difficult and at first I was on a roller coaster and I was struggling a lot because I would 
have these really bad days and I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know how to make the bad days better. And then sometimes I'd randomly have a good day and be like, okay, great. Like things are good. And then go back to having a bad day and feel like I was just up and down and all over the place. Um, but learning more about POTS, learning more about long COVID, more about MECFS has helped so much with understanding that if I do have a bad day, like that bad day is not going to last forever. Bad days just happen sometimes and like things will, things will get better soon. And that knowledge was huge for my mental stability. Um, and I think another thing that I've been working on is I think as my world has gotten smaller the little things have gotten so much bigger where like just the smallest moments throughout a day I like pay a lot more attention to appreciate a lot more just kind of like notice and really purposefully pay attention to things that make me happy or like good things that happen throughout a day um that has also definitely really helped like my mental health I know bad days are just sometimes bad days are bad days and there's no there's no stopping that for sure um but just on a normal given day I feel like I've spent a lot more time like practicing gratitude writing down things I'm thankful for writing down good things that happen throughout a day even if they're really small that's really helped me that's awesome yeah for sure and so that was leading into my next question, which was awesome, is um, was the, has there been any tricks that you have used? You, you mentioned um, being more gratitude and, and uh, journaling, I kind of assume is tying into there. Um, was there any other tips or tricks that you have done to, whether it's for mental health or your physical health that you've used? Um... I don't know if this is really like a, a trick necessarily but just another mental thing that I have been kind of just gotten better at over time is kind of balancing like hope with acceptance of current situation um and I know for people with long COVID this is super tricky and like a very personal kind of way of thinking about things and everyone will kind of feel a little differently but I think kind of how I said in the beginning I was on that roller coaster it was like when the highs were high I was feeling super hopeful and super optimistic that like I'm going to be back to normal like really soon and this is just going so great and like I'm going to be back to normal right away and then when the bad days would come I'd be like oh my gosh like <laughs> I'm never going to be back to normal like I'm just going to keep getting worse until I don't even know um so I think I've reached a much more stable kind of point in the middle of having hope for like recovery and like optimism in terms of like being able to manage symptoms and even if these do last for a long time like I can still do a lot of things um and like manage them pretty well but also kind of mixing in like accepting that I can't do everything I did before and I'll use a wheelchair some days and just kind of accepting that like my body needs different things than it did before um I think in the beginning I was worried that that sort of acceptance was like giving up or like being negative um especially because I had some 
people in the beginning when I first brought up getting a wheelchair they're like no you could you can't use a wheelchair like you can't give up like don't give up hope and I was like uh <laughs> that's not what's happening here um I just really need to be able to get around places better mm -hmm. um yeah so I think I've learned kind of where I need to fall on that spectrum of like hope versus you know this is where we're at right now and this is what we've got to work with yeah no for sure and that's the whole roller coaster thing is something that you experience a lot particularly in the beginning when things start happening but you don't know enough about it that you think this is just me who's going through this and so I think it's really great that you're you were so well articulating how that really felt um because I think that's gonna kind of shed light on some kind shed light onto it for people struggling as well as their supporters or the people who are their family members or their support system. So that's really awesome. Um, I know you were mentioning that you're in the US, uh, COVID in the US and like having COVID in the US and then also um now having a chronic illness in the US. How has that been um navigating the medical system in the US in particular? Um, yeah, I learned that I am not a huge fan of being in the medical system very much. <laughs> um, I, it sounds very naive to say, but I just like really did not have that much experience with the healthcare system before getting COVID because I just went to, to the doctors for my regular checkups and physical, um, and that was pretty much it. So now having to wait four months for a specialist appointment and the POTS clinic near me is a, over a year long wait to get into and just all of these things that I'm like wow this sucks yeah <laughs> there's there's just so much burden on me as a patient to figure things out for myself mm -hmm. uh, and I I didn't know that before. So I have gained so much respect for people with chronic illnesses because I feel like the majority of people are really just kind of stuck figuring things out on their own. And not a lot of people have like doctors who are up on the latest research or like things like that, because I feel like a lot of doctors don't really get paid to keep up on the latest research. They just get paid to, you know, see patients and get them in and out. So yeah. I definitely had my eyes opened. Yeah, for sure. And now it's interesting that you're saying that there was a four month wait and then it's like a year, year and a half for the POTS clinic. Cause so I'm in Canada and I thought health and health care in the U S is super expensive, but you get quick care. Is that not the case then? In my case? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I would say I've had to wait, um, yeah, for specialists and for like the POTS clinic and that sort of thing has definitely been a long wait. Okay. That's really interesting. I, of course, like I was saying in Canada, so I, I just had this one notion of how American healthcare systems ran, um, which sucked because financially it absolutely sucks, but then yeah. you get your care quickly, but I guess not for everyone. So that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then my it kind of ties into a question we've already talked about but is there any things for the chronic health side of things that you've had as resources whether it's um books or um resources instagram pages uh, 
different things like, um, I know you mentioned your wheelchair, but then what electrolytes you use, that kind of stuff. What kind of resources have you been relying on? Um, that's a great question. I would say for physical resources, um, my wheelchair, very helpful um, for obvious reasons. And then another thing I've done around my apartment is I have a chair that kind of becomes my everything chair. Um, it's literally just a basic kitchen chair, but I like put it in the kitchen in front of the counter when I'm cooking dinner. So I don't have to like stand and try and cook. I, or like with washing dishes, I put the chair there too. So I can sit down to do all of that stuff in the kitchen, which mm -hmm. has helped with fatigue. And then also just pot symptoms of standing for a long time. And I did the same thing in my bathroom for getting ready. So like hair, makeup, getting ready for work in the morning, that sort of thing. I put a chair there um, so I didn't have to like stand over the sink. So those kind of apartment adjustments have been very helpful. And then um, what else? I guess electrolytes. I My favorite one is like it's the letters L-M-N-T, like yes. element, I think. <laughs> um I have used like liquid IV also I've used vitassium um like electrolyte powder also mm -hmm. but I would say element I think tastes the best and has no sugar um or like no I don't know added sugar there's probably some somehow but yeah yeah no I think they use stevia but not sugar so it's not like the artificial sugars exactly yeah, yeah. um yeah. So yeah, my I favorite too. <laughs> they have like some pretty weird flavors, but I kind of like them. There's like the chocolate one and there's like a spicy one. Oh. I just, I just tried the mango chili one. I think it is. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> Hit the back of your throat really weird. <laughs> it is weird, but it's kind of it was fun. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sure. I and, also use, mm -hmm. um, Vitassium has like salt capsules or like electrolyte capsules. Um, they have like kind of a salt pill basically. And then they also have um, electrolyte like chewable tablets. And so I kind of keep those just like in my bag when I go out for the day. So if I start feeling like weird shakiness of like, oh, I think I might need more salt. I just take a couple of those pretty quickly. Um, so I definitely recommend checking those out too. And they taste pretty good too. Like not too bad. Yeah. The, they're like the salt capsules. You just like swallow like a pill and then there's like the chewable electrolyte tablets. Um, and they taste pretty good. I think they have like, they're like fruit punch and grape, I think. Okay. Pretty good. Okay. That's fair. And then what, um, brand of protein you were, you were mentioning protein drinks, um, for breakfast, what, um. What ones do you use? I've been alternating between, what is it even called? Um, <laughs> Premier Protein and then Core Power, mm. uh, which both, they have like between 25 and 30 grams of protein. And I think it comes out to like a couple dollars each one. I get them in like a big pack. That's um, awesome. So it's like the pre-made already or is it powder? Yeah, it's already pre-made. Pre okay which I feel like my my symptoms are like killer in the morning. So I definitely definitely go for like pre-made and just making things as easy for myself as possible in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Um, My last question for you uh, would just be if somebody was starting 
starting their chronic health journey or recently diagnosed or struggling in between, what would words of encouragement or advice would you give them? I would, I think if I'm thinking about like what I would have wanted to hear at the very start of figuring all this out. Mm -hmm. And I definitely just would have wanted to meet just one other person who is going through something similar. I think in a broader sense, like the chronic illness community, disability community, long COVID community, like I've just been so welcomed into like these groups of people that just can relate so well to like everything that I'm going through. And in the beginning, I really thought I was the only person going through this because I didn't know anyone else in my personal life that was going through anything even remotely similar. So I just thought I had to go through it on my own. And mm -hmm. then I found people on Instagram that were going through similar things, people with POTS, people with long COVID. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's this whole world of people who are just like me. I just didn't know because I don't see them like day to day. Mm -hmm. um, but there are people around the world who are going through what you're going through. They are out there. Um, they're probably on Instagram, so you should, you should <laughs> check. Um, but I think that community has just really, really made the absolute biggest difference throughout all of this for me because you're able to get so much like validation of, you know, you're not crazy. This isn't in your head. You don't have to try and like figure things out on your own. I pretty much learned everything that I know about my illnesses, like from people on Instagram. That's how I learned about taking electrolytes and drinking extra water and having salt. And I'm pretty sure I got the chair thing from someone else too, of like have a chair around your apartment um, for like when you need to sit down, like just sit down when you need to sit down, stop trying to push through it. I saw that on Instagram and I was like, wait, that's a great point. <laughs> like, yeah, I just didn't actually think of it that way. Exactly. Because yeah. I think I just in my like, like personal life, I am just like completely surrounded by peers who are like fully able-bodied and healthy. And so I just spent so long kind of trying to pretend that I was. Mm. And then I found these people on Instagram and I was like, wait they're actually like probably doing a lot better because they're not pushing through all of their symptoms and they're actually listening to their bodies yeah. and that makes life a lot more enjoyable um when you actually try to listen to what your body is telling you so that is yeah definitely the the key for me was finding those other people yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I do appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story because everything that you had said here, I literally was thinking, yeah, yeah, I felt that way too. <laughs> and, and, and like relate completely to what you're saying. So I really do appreciate you coming on and sharing your, cause like you were saying, you learn from other people. And so hopefully people can learn from you as well. So I do appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here and Hope that you get lots of people listening in that are going to benefit from it.